England. Oh, Justin Madden's got the set. One hand. Oh, the post is broken. Matthews in it. Talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Hey, Matthew. Back for 2016, and goodness gracious me, I thank uh, I thank our people for the opportunity of doing this because, as you know, I'm a great student of the game. wasn't necessarily a, a great player or a great broadcaster, but it's been my life since 1965 when I walked into Punt Road with my dear friend Graham Bond that I'm just fanatical about footy, but also fanatical about the people who make their mark. And without going over the top, this young man I'm going to speak to has made his mark, and he's had a lot of hurdles. But isn't that what life's all about, folks? Is seeing the hurdle, doing something about it, and just like John Kennedy says, do something. Don't think, don't hope, do. This man is a star. He played 300 AFL games for Port Adelaide, and it's still the club record uh, in that particular area. Played in a premiership 2004 for Port Adelaide. Four-time club best and fairest, wow, and twice All-Australian. He is... Kane Corns. Welcome to you, young man. Nah, Rexy, thanks for having me. I, I know you've had some big names on this program, so it's an honour to be speaking with you, and I think you're a little bit modest in your intro. You're a, an amazing <laughs> football person, amazing broadcast. I never got to see you play, but I'm sure you did that with passion like you, you do everything, so uh, great to be joining you. I played against your dad, um, who, who is just uh, the most anti-Big uh, V person of all time with <laughs> Knuckles Curly. Yes. But when I interviewed your dad a couple of years ago, he's a Victorian, so I got under his skin. He was born down on the coast uh, no, in his early years. He was. Not too many people know that, <laughs> but um, uh, his father and mother, uh, both Victorian, dad was born there. So I uh, spent a little bit of time there in his childhood. His, both his brothers live in, in Bowen Heads now. Um, beautiful coastline there in Victoria, along with the, with his dad, who's 97 and, and still going wow. beautifully. So, yeah, he does have some Victorian roots, that's for sure. Isn't that fantastic? Kane Corns has joined us, and this is your football life. Thank you very much for tuning the dial. Uh, before we get back to you as a kid and the pressures coming through, playing junior footy with your, your brother and your famous dad, you know, being in the background, uh, how are you going without your first pre-season in 16 years at the highest level at, how are you getting on? No, I'm going pretty well, Rex. I, I do miss the environment. The, the footy environment is like nothing else. You know, I don't think there's any work environment out there that you know, is similar to it. It's hard to explain. But when you have 44 players and the coaches and all the staff on the same page, highly motivated people all chasing the same goal now that that's a special environment so I do miss that um but look I was I, I was finished in 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 my mind I'd you know given it I think everything that I had so I, I hung up the boots a pretty satisfied man knowing that you know I couldn't have done much more with the talent that I'd been given so yeah pretty pretty content with with my decision no doubt I miss my teammates and, and miss the footy club but uh, looking forward to sitting back from the commentary box and, and watching them do their stuff this year Kane Corns, let's take a step back in time, a long time. You were born way back in January 83, but uh, <laughs> your first memories of your early life with your famous dad and your famous brother and the Sharon or whatever mm. the brand was over in South Australia. Tell us about the early days as a kid and your love for the game right from the start. Yeah, I think it was the Ross Faulkner footy that, that I used when, when I yeah. was uh, a youngster in um, South Australia. But I, my first memory, my 
parents split up when when I was about three, so I don't have many memories of, of those two, uh, both of my parents being together. So myself and my brother lived with mum in a pretty small little uh, modest house in Glenelg. But the, the great thing about where I lived was that it was 300 metres from the Glenelg Footy Club and about 100 metres from my local park up the road. So uh, my, my childhood was spent uh, playing footy. I just you know, loved it. I know it's a bit, bit cliche, but from my earliest memory, all I wanted to ever do was play footy and um, following my dad and, and my brother was sort of on his way as well so we used to have three on three games at Partridge House the local park next to me and um, used to go and watch the Glenelg Footy Club train the great thing about having dad uh, as coach he was coaching Glenelg at that stage uh, he would let us in on his you know, half-time addresses his pre-match addresses now that might have been pretty annoying for the players to have a couple of little corners running around but it gave me an, an insight and a passion into um, playing footy and I still remember just the smell of the change rooms and we all love I think everyone that loves footy knows what that smell is of a footy a change room you know it's the deep heat it's the the liniment the you know the bit of the the sweaty bodies all mixes together and and makes a a beautiful smell so I remember that from my childhood I remember the the cordial that the players drank and (laughs) drinking that you know just little things the players used to have Ross Gibbs a Glenelg footy player used to have the chewing gum before and at halftime of every game. So it's just the little memories that you you get, and um, I wouldn't change any of that for anything. Fantastic. Kane Corns has joined us. This is your football life for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. We're celebrating the football life of an absolute star. And, of course, just before I move on uh, to the next stage uh, in your footy life, the Sandful... Uh, was as big as the VFL and the mm. Waffle in those days for yep. those people who were younger and listening this morning all around Australia and, in fact, the globe on the internet. Uh, the, the Glenelg was as big as Richmond, was as big as East Perth, was as big as whoever because it was just domestic competition mm. in those three footy states. It was, and I was, I'm lucky that I got to experience that. Before uh, It all changed, obviously, when the Crows came in and that's when SNFL footy changed, but... Before then, you know, Chad and I used to sit in the Glenelg cheer squad and you know, Glenelg footy over would be packed and um, Glenelg and Port Adelaide had, had a fierce rivalry. I remember going to a couple of grand finals and, and we lost and I was, I was heartbroken, but it was in front of, you know, 55,000 at Footy yeah. Park and people just loved their SNFL footy here. So, yeah, I'm very fortunate that I got to experience that and um, when the Crows came in, that was just a whole new level and, and Dad was the first coach of that. So... Uh, we naturally followed the Crows and supported them uh, passionately as well. But, yeah, SNFL footy changed uh, after that. Let's get to the Crows. And Dad coached the Crows. He departed in 94. Your mm. early memories, you were just starting to be a teenager. But a lot of people will, will want to know, you know, why Port Adelaide? Because, goodness gracious me, down <laughs> at the Bay of Glenelg, they just hate the, well, they, they hate the Magpies. And all of a sudden, Dad's coaching Adelaide. This is the new boutique side that's launched the, let's not muck around, launched the AFL national competition. Mm. And, and later on, you two blokes go to the enemy. You better tell us all about it, young man. <laughs> well, it's just ironic, isn't it, really? I the, I remember in 94, Dad came to my school when I got a PA announcement, uh, Kane Corns, to the office. And I thought, geez, I'm, something's not great here. You know, you know, don't often get called to the office. Uh, usually you're in trouble. You need to see the principal. But I, w- I walked into the office and Dad was sitting there and he said, 
uh, look, son, I've, the crows have, have sacked me. Um, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm effective immediately. I'm, I'm finished. And I just couldn't get my head around that. You know, I'd sat a year before the crows played Essendon in that famous prelim final, seven goals up at half time, um, and went on to lose. But I, I, I couldn't imagine them, you know, sacking your dad. So I was pretty heartbroken and pretty distraught about that. So. From that moment on, I guess my focus wasn't so much about supporting one particular club. It was just, you know, my um, love for the game and doing everything that I could to be the best player to give myself a chance to get drafted. So the Port Adelaide thing was was just ironic. They didn't really show much interest in Chad in the lead up to the draft, but surprisingly called his name out. And then three or four years later, they, um, they called me out. So amazing how it's turned out for, for both us boys to play for 11 years together, playing a premiership um, with my brother is something that's you know so special and something that I'll treasure forever. And, uh, and owe a lot of that to the Port Adelaide Footy Club, their supporters and the family down there. Kane Corns, a lot of, a lot, a few people and <laughs> They're all got a common denominator. They don't have that premiership medallion or mm. those premiership medallions. Me personally, you know, I was just a good ordinary player and a fantastic side. But those medallions that I'm actually looking at right now in my office here in Melbourne, they're non-negotiable. Mm. A few people say, oh, it doesn't matter. I didn't play in a premiership. And I say bulldust. Am I being too hard? Oh, I think it's it's hard to speak about without taking something away from amazing players that have played the game that haven't been fortunate enough to to win one you know you don't want to take anything away from their careers um i just feel fortunate that i was in a great side as a young player coming through i think we played finals for the first six years of my career and dominated the home and away season at times and then bombed out in the finals for a couple of years there so just feel fortunate that I was in the right place at the right time but it's funny you you don't think about it as much um, on the day obviously it's a massive relief and you celebrate and it's a great time to be with your teammates and your family I think down the track you know every every year in grand final week the our teammates catch up in Melbourne and not everyone can always make it but it's just good to see these players 10 or 11 years later and know that you achieve something really special together Um, and I was just watching Fox footy yesterday and the grand final came on I thought I'll sit down and watch this I haven't watched it for a while and just gives you goosebumps to think that you're a part of that that's what what we all play for and um, I guess the feeling for me is just that fortunate We must have had a bit of time together. I watched it, particularly the third quarter. Oh, did you? Take us, take us back to the third quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, the opposition looked good. They mm. were going for a four-peat. Yeah. They were just leviathans of the national competition. But there was a time, and I think a committee, or perhaps Brucey said, they're starting to crack mm. Brisbane. Mm. And, and the people, I can remember... You know, Byron Pickett getting it out of the centre, running through a brick wall, got it to your brother, got it to Burgoyne, Mm. and there was a goal kicked, and all of a sudden, everyone lifted. You take that to your grave, young man, don't you? You do, and you you look at individual performance. I don't think we had any standout, uh, amazing players on the day, but it was such an even contribution from a lot of people. Now, there was certain turning points in that game. You know, Jason Akermanis, I think, won a free kick in the forward pocket and was lining up. We're about to line up for goal, and he put his hand in Damien Hardwick's face, and the free kick got reversed. Then we went down, and um, Byron Pickett kicked a goal, and then Toby Thurston's kicked a goal, and just the, the swings that you can get in a game of footy um, we knew that if we we'd spoken all week that if we were even at half time we're really confident in our preparation and our fitness uh, we hadn't travelled at all during the final series that we were going to be able to come over the top of them but then guys like 
Pickett and, and Gavin Wanganeen, the best player that I've ever played cool. with, just wow. turn it on and um, you just feel like you, you owe these guys. It lifts everyone around you, Kane. It lifts everyone around you. Oh, it does, doesn't it? And you just yeah. you get on a roll and you think as amazing a side and as intimidating a side as what Brisbane were, you think we're in for a really big chance here. Oh, and then you do yeah. everything you can because you know you might never be back there. This is Kane Corns, folks, and what a delight to uh, talk to a young man who is just an absolute inspiration uh, and keeping the family going. Let's hope the kids coming through with the two Corns <laughs> families do the same thing. Uh, 80 years ago, Tobin Brothers Funerals was founded by brothers Leo, Fonts, Thomas and Kevin. The company flourished due to the brothers' vision, hard work and diverse strengths and interest. The first Tobin Brothers branch open in North Melbourne and these days is home to their head office and chapel. Today, Tobin Brothers Funerals is still owned by the Tobin family and is a trusted household name with 22 locations, over 190 trained professionals and the best service in the land. Find out more at tobinbrothers.com.au. We're going to take a break. Kane Coins joining us as a premiership player right now into the first break. But then it wasn't all beer and skittles, but we saw the true class of a young man come out and fight adversity and put his name into the history books. I'm Rex Hunt. He's Kane Corns. Yibbity yibbity. This is your football life. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Uh-huh, Matthew, thank you to you and thank you to you for tuning the dial for Tobin Brothers celebrating lives right around Australia. The VFA AFL is a wonderful Australian game as we know folks. Thousands of men have played the game at this the highest level. Some play and move on. Others have more of an impact. Kane Corns has certainly had an impact that will last a long, long time into the history of this game. Okay, you're a premiership player and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Matthew Primus, it was a a sad story. He missed out on that premiership through injury. But all of a sudden, at some stage, did you ever think he Mm. would be actually coaching you down at uh, Port Adelaide? Oh, probably not when you're playing. You don't... don't probably think about those things you know you had Mark Williams who I just loved and adored and you think that Choco's going to be there forever and um, go on and coach for your whole career but you know we had some difficult times after that um, grand final we we you know struggled for a couple of years after that and then got got back there in 2007 with a young side but got absolutely embarrassed on the biggest day of all now I don't think we were quite ready as a side to be there but I was you know really impressed with the young guys coming through the start of Westhoff it was the start of Bo start of Robbie Gray their first years and we made a grand final so as bad as that day was in 2007 I thought there was some positive signs but no doubt that defeat on grand final day had a lasting impact on the footy club and probably signaled the end of, of Choco and the, the Port Adelaide footy club so then yeah Matty Primus was a midfield coach at the time stood in at the end of might have been the end of 2009 or 2010 and, and did a pretty good job as caretaker coach. And then um, next minute got the job. Um, and yeah, things were pretty difficult after that for a couple of years, Rexy, to be yes. honest. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. If you're comfortable, if you're not, don't. It's, uh, you know, personally in 2005, no. you faced some tough times, personal demons, anxiety. Mm. And after reaching, you know, the pinnacle of the premiership in 2004, uh, things fell down around you. Can you just fill us in a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I, th- I think when I was 21 years of age, my fourth year of footy, and when you reach the top, uh, I guess, and, and win a grand final, and you think, you know, what 
what's next to, to, to motivate me to, to keep going and how, how are we going to top that? So I think I had some, some issues with that. I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform well when maybe when I wasn't playing as well as I, I would have, I, I struggled with that. I was, you know, also going through, you know, personal uh, changes to my life. I was about to get married and, um, you know, bought a house and these sort of things. So a lot, a lot of change, you know, a lot of growing up to do at a, a pretty young age. So didn't, you know, quite cope with that as well as I would have liked but learned a lot from it I had a lot of great people around me Mark Williams being one of them such a, a big support but yeah things were you know we all go through ups and downs I think the the great thing and, and probably Rex the thing that I'm most proud about of my career is that I did see the the up tracks and the down tracks of of everything you know we came in we were dominant when i got to the club we won a lot of games of footy then we did go through some hard times we got back up there then we basically hit rock bottom as a footy club lost a great teammate in a tragedy um in in las vegas and then had a new coach come in reinvigorate a group of highly motivated guys and got back to you know playing in a prelim final again at the mcg which i never thought yeah. would have happened so when i look back that's the the most thing that i'm proud of that i actually survived all of those and and came out with a career that i'm you know, very yeah. proud of and it's not how you celebrate victory it's how you come back after adversity many many people have done that and you're one of them uh, let's talk about your boy Eddie, who I just hasten to add now is just a fit little kid, and all he wants to do is be a kid. What a worrying time that you actually were contracted to be a professional sports person, but you and your wife were going through hell. Yeah, please, uh, please let us in on that. Yeah, it was it was a hard one. You know, you have your um, you celebrate the pregnancy of your first child, and it's just all um, it's a celebration. You're so happy, and um, everyone, your family gathers around, and you, you talk about it. And you're gonna have a boy or a girl, what are you gonna name it? And you think about all these things. But we went in for the the, the baby scan at 20 weeks, um, and came out of that realizing that um, Eddie's heart was on the wrong side of his body for a start, which just blew me away. That um, that had happened, you know, two fit parents. I was 22, Lucy was 23, you know, in the prime of your life, fit and healthy, and then something's gone wrong to uh, to have this happen. And then since that one scan at, at 20 weeks, it has been similar. It's just been such a, a roller coaster. We've had a lot of things um, challenge us uh, with his health and challenge him. But the, the great thing about it is such a resilient kid, um, so mature, and it's made him i guess grow up and be just an amazing person so uh, we've got challenges that will still come up and and things to face potentially uh, open heart surgery and these sort of things he get, yeah. uh, gets a little bit older but um yeah he's he's an amazing young man and, and thanks for asking it all into perspective doesn't it you know well that, it does uh, that's just footy's just a game but this is life um i don't want to be too morbid but why i ask people these questions people like yourself is that other people out there who Mm. are not in a position of strength like you are of coming back after adversity not in good places at times and they can get inspiration within three years you lost two dear friends john mccarthy who came from the magpies in victoria over to you and lost his life in tragic circumstances in the united states and philip walsh in the most tragic Mm. of domestic situations they had a profound effect on both of you, young men. They did. Uh, uh, John, start with John. I only knew John for 11 months, but he was one of my absolute favourite teammates and the impact that he had 
on that footy club in such a short amount of time. It's hard to explain over the radio and hard to, unless you were there and you lived it and you saw it and you knew John, it's hard to do it justice. But what he did for our footy club was amazing and, and just you just wouldn't expect that to happen to a to a guy, such a great guy from such a great family uh, in the prime of his life for, for that to happen. So uh, absolute tragedy. Um, the positive to come out of that was that everyone at the Port Adelaide Footy Club just banded together and I've never seen a group come together as strongly mm. as they have and no doubt if the club has some success, which I think they will in the next few years, uh, a lot is owed to John. We have a big picture of him in our change rooms everyone puts their guernsey on in front of that before every game and um, mm. there's no doubt the, the players still run out yeah. with him and now, last year you had the worst nightmare yeah. when you were woken up with the most tragic of news well yeah while she had along with Choco the biggest impact um, for me I knew I knew the street that he lived in at, at Summerton Park uh, here and when I heard on the radio that the um, 55 year old man had uh, that had happened to him I knew straight away um, and I just couldn't believe it um, I still you know catch up with Meredith regularly and to be honest Rexy is pretty tough there's no oh. there's no real end in sight for that one I think the only thing that you can do is you know be there for Meredith and be strong for her yeah. amazing lady um, and celebrate the life that, that while she lived and what he gave back to our game he loved our game of Australian rules football more than any person that I've ever met and he invested more in it than anyone I've ever seen he lived and breathed it um, and I think we need to celebrate that I hope people don't take this the wrong way and I'm sure you won't he didn't have to die to become a good bloke I see so many people die and we learn Mm. so much about them but it was just a tragic look our time together is coming to an end what's the immediate future and the long term apart from the, the, the health and happiness of the people that matter most to you your family What's cane corns? What's what's in it for the next few years? Uh, good question. I think I'm you know, still highly passionate about the game and we'll be involved with, with 5AA Radio over here and, and also a couple of other media outlets. So still get to watch the game that I love every weekend. So I'm really excited about doing that. A new season brings that. Um, professionally, you know, working with the, the fire service has been a good challenge for me and something different. Um, whether I'll do that forever, I'm, I'm not too sure. But set up a new business with Rory Sloan um, from the Crows called Corns and Sloan. So, you know, that's just in its infancy Wonderful. and excited about that. Rory's a great person to work with, along with my wife and his partner, Belinda. So the four of us are into that and yeah, um, pretty motivated and uh, pretty, you know, pretty driven people who work hard. So looking forward to that. What a star you've been. And, uh, you know, I've been a fan of the family for a long, long time. When I first saw your dad play at North Melbourne and played against him at the Bay in 1971. And then, you know, with 5AA, uh, you and Chad have made your mark in the history of the greatest game on earth. And we really, really appreciate you uh, joining us today and wish you nothing but, but the best. But let me embarrass you one more time before you go. <laughs> when the history of this game is written, you, Cane Corns, will take your rightful place where you deserve to be. You are a star, and thanks for your time today. Thank you, Rex. been an absolute pleasure. If you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Football Life. Yibbity yibbity, folks. This is Bing. This is your football life. I'm Rex Hunt. Join me next week as we have another star on This Is Your Football Life. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives.